Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV's coverage of The Wheel of Time. This is, obviously, our instant reaction to Episode 6, The Flame of Tar Valon. I'm getting better at saying Valon, actually. I'm now reading Tar Valon as Valon. <laughs> what was the nice. old one, Tar Valon? Tar Valon, yeah. I'm, actually, I'm listening to New Spring right now. So we've talked a little bit about how I've read 14, but not 15, which is New Spring is the prequel. And they say Tar Valon in that, which is kind of throwing me off a little bit, but we're getting there. So instant reaction episode, we're going to try to cover high level stuff. Just try to hit some of the main points of the episode, give our initial reactions to them. We'll end up as usual with our episode ratings. If you do want to listen to our deep dive discussions, theory discussions, uh, lore explanations. These two, Paul and Dave, come up with uh, some pretty crazy and fun theories. So definitely give those episodes a listen as well. It's fitting that this episode is titled The Flame of Tarvalon. We actually talked about it in our episode five deep, uh, deep dive, rather, about the big flame pot and what that means. And we mentioned that The Flame of Tarvalon is the title of the Amarlin Seat. So the episode actually opens by introducing us to the Amarlin Seat, although she's a child at this point, Swan Sanche. So what are we thinking about? our new character, Swan Sanjay. I think everybody in that hall was clenching their butt cheeks when she walked in. She just has an aura about her that was like, everybody just chill, okay? Just just stand there and don't get in her way at all. Yeah, so very cool. much liked her character introduction. I thought she, I think she's going to be a phenomenal character going for, forward. And just the twist of her and Moraine's, that was an amazing twist that I never saw coming, especially how Moraine had never really like we had heard a lot about the Amarillo seat and how people are kind of going to revolt against her. And we never, now that I'm remembering it, like Moraine has never really mentioned her thoughts on the Amarillo seat. She's kind of just taken the information and ran with it. So I thought it was a really cool twist seeing the love interest there with her in the Amarillo seat. But I, I cannot wait to see going forward what she has to offer in terms of power. Um, is She's going to be a great character. Yeah. Such a big chess piece being introduced. Um, she's going to be so important and pretty much I'm assuming a lot that's going to happen, specifically all the tower politics that I love. And just I did not expect anything with the Moraine stuff. That was a surprise even to me as a book reader. And I, I just think that she is super powerful. She steals every scene that she's in, except, I guess, against Moraine, which is a lot of her scenes. So she's she's up there in one of the scene stealers. I think she's awesome. And it was really, really smart to show her backstory the way they did, because that told you so much about her like where she came from she's she was she came from this lowly village she was already powerful as shit when she was young and then she got whisked away to um tarvalon pretty early that tells you a lot about her in my opinion and i think it's like a running theme in the in the fandom that she's always talking about her fish analogies her fisherman analogies so she them showing you that early is pretty cool yeah we talked about in episode five, the blood and ashes, mm-hmm. uh, that's a very common kind of curse and thing that people say. She always says fish guts. It's always like, instead of <laughs> fuck, it's just fish guts. It's just shit like that. <laughs> and I mean, they even mention it a little bit. Um, her dad calls her Swan Sanche, daughter of the river, clever as a pike, strong mm-hmm. as the tides. And then Moraine does it too. So her whole epithet, I guess you could say, is just revolving around this fisherman identity even like the little room that her and lorraine meet in is like this fishing hut basically i fuck with swan sanche a lot i think her actress as well sophie okanetto i believe her name is is just so good yeah my one wish is that they show showcase a little bit more of her extreme power as an adult 
Like I was begging for her not to get too specific, but in the conversation with Nynaeve and Egwene, when they start talking back to her, I wanted her to just like, just like grab them in the air or something like that. Just to be like, yo, chill the fuck out. Don't talk to me like that. But we'll probably get some showing of how strong she really is. And she's grown to be because she's like the queen of the Aes Sedai, essentially. Yeah. Put a pin in that Nynaeve statement because man. I got some words for her. She's got <laughs> she got to check herself before she wrecks herself. Um, but in the terms of the Amulet seat, I mean, the seat itself in the throne room, super cool. Like she's just higher up above everybody looking down. But they still have like the three sisters from each Aja just there to represent. Like the the courtroom politics is is really cool. And Luke, I know like that's your favorite thing. And it was really cool here because, you know, it really showed the conflict between the different Ajas. Like we knew there was conflict, but we didn't realize like how cutthroat it was. Mm-hmm. And like now we're learning Moraine's like keeping secrets from everybody can only tell them to Swan Sanjay. And um, like, she's the only one that she, Moraine can trust her with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, she wouldn't even tell any of the Emerald Five, like the full details, because she didn't trust anybody in the area. Did you just say being the Emerald Five? Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was called, <laughs> and I was really hoping that you uh, let that go. What is it? The Emmons. Emmons Five. Emmons Five. Right? Is Emmons that what Field, Field Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. That in was the close. Books, they're from <laughs> the village of Emmons Field. The show actually hasn't. I've noticed this. The show has, I don't think has ever brought that up. We've just kind of accepted that because that's what I call them from the books. But I mean, it works for us. It doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Speaking I mean, of that uh, courtroom scene really quick, I just liked also how we get a full shot from a above look of all the colors too, of all the Aja. So we did get to see our, our yellow Ajas, I believe in that scene, the brown Ajas as well. So a little bit more, I think we'll get a little bit more into that now that we're at the White Tower. And now that we have all the pieces together for the most part, I think we'll get more into the other colored Ajas. But mm-hmm. that's that shot was really cool and how the throne was set up, like Paul said, and just the color the colors in each corner corners of the circle of the throne room, basically. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, they have these, no corners. It was yeah, it was no a corners weird. in a circle, but you know. I, have uh, I just quick, like that scene. Quick question, Kyle. This is just um like a book kind of question. Is the girl who represents the blue Aja, what was her name again? Do we know her? Megan, sure. Megan is she, or is she? Is she a character pulled from the source material, and she is like a good yeah, representation. She is a, um, she is a blue sister from the books. Okay, she's not the. She's not a leader. Or is that a spoiler? Like because I mean, the like, way I, the way I, as a, as a non book reader and first time watching it, my my take was that the way she was talking to Moraine really felt like to me that she was in control. To, yeah. from at least for me so i in my notes i literally had her as the leader of the blue but i just i was just curious if she was just the sister or a leader but was she a leader because moraine was absent or is she really mm. a superior to moraine like from i'm asking you dave i guess it's just a question of what you thought what vibes you were getting based on how the conversations were going it felt like whatever her name is was moraine's superior so moraine would tell her information if she had to okay paul would you agree with that assessment yeah, I mean, Marine's never home, quote unquote. She's never at the White uh, Tower, so yeah, it was like she felt like a mother too, almost like like that sentence implied that you know they have known each other for a very long time, and the fact that Marine hasn't even been home in that long of a time just only shows more that you know they have a deep history together. Mm-hmm. To bring up another sister that we meet in this scene, uh, 
Leanne Sadai, I believe I'm pronouncing her name right, is the woman who has the the big golden basically scepter and is quieting the room down. Just I love what they've done with her character. Mm-hmm. She's just a badass. That actress, her name is actually, I don't remember off the top of my head. She's in a decent amount of stuff and she's always a badass. She's actually in the hundred. She dies in the hundred as like a what what who is she in the hundred? Yeah. Her name begins with a D. She dies at like farm station when they have their like fight. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she, she doesn't even have a wiki page. That's how little of a character she is. <laughs> but she's in that. But I just love that. Just like the banging, the sound of it was great. Everyone shuts yeah. up. I thought they nailed her. The she, ringing, the echoing of it. it she so nice. reminded me of uh, Heimdall. Heimdall from like Heimdall. Asgard. Yeah. yeah, like just that big, strong figure, like guardian almost to the main leader. Um, so I, I thought she was really cool too. Can't wait to see her in action mm-hmm. as well. So a lot of characters I want to see in a fight. Like let's get some war going on dude. now. I want to see all these people in battle. What her? It's Leanne. Leanne. Yeah, I believe. So. Yeah, dude. That her and Leandrin in the books get. Um, introduced around the same time, and I could never. Their names are so similar, <laughs> yeah. Leanne and Leandrin. Especially when it's audiobook, dude. It took me forever to be able to figure out which one was the red, which one was the the keeper. I forget her title. The audiobooks love them to death, but they are tough with that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. But I was definitely happy with that little nugget, like just highlighting her for a second, because I was yeah. really hoping that she was at least going to be in the background, let alone getting a, a cool moment to shine. That was awesome. Yeah, she could probably spank me with that golden rod. <laughs> More than spank you, she'll penetrate you. <laughs> Whoa, but, let's not go too far. But speaking of Leandrin in this scene... I just like hate her more and more. The more she's on screen, the more I just dislike her. Uh, and her just getting calling out Moraine in front of everybody, um, making it impossible for Sanjay, Swan Sanjay, and uh, Moraine to like actually talk. It just made the whole situation so awkward. And she's like trying to start a war. Mm-hmm. I, but yeah, definitely, definitely on the list of characters that I'm not a fan of right now. It's a short list. Definitely a short list. To skip ahead just a little bit, how satisfying was it in the end when Leandrin's just intimidating Moraine? Moraine walks up there and is like, I know the man you see. Like, Don't make me tell all the other Reds. Like, that was oh awesome. my God. That was, that was better than a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was Moraine. You could tell too, she was so desperate to just get the fuck away from Leandrin and that yeah. she had that trump card the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That was perfect. Just, you can't you can't cross ways. You can't cross a blue. You know they've got the information. Like, what is Leandrin thinking? It's we true, did man. we did learn a little bit more about the, mm-hmm. the blues saying like they yeah. are spies. Their their goal is to like go and just learn secrets. Mm-hmm. And That's Luke. That would be Luke. Warn 100%. them, protect them before they happen. So it's just really cool dynamic. Yeah. Megan dropped some nice nuggets that we'll get into in the deep dive about some things that are happening around the world. I like that little uh, conversation scene, or rather, yeah, just conversation that her and Brain had in the baths. But yeah. not to run too far away from the trial scene, I guess you could say, just to talk about Loghain. I mean, just to, we have to obviously talk about this. What was the the thought process when he is kind of giving it to Swansonsi a little bit? He's still a major character to me. I, he's FDR all day, baby. He will never not be FDR. I still think he has a role. I don't know if he will be a potential Dragon Reborn still, but I definitely think he has a role in, in this in this universe. Yeah, I thought he was 
like completely done when he got gentled, but they keep, you know, they brought him through the promenade before last episode. Now they're bringing him back into literally in front of the ambulance seat. So I think he's going to play more of a part than I initially thought going forward. Like, you know, what are the chances he could like, he was so strong. He was able to hide away a bit of like the of the source within him and just act like it. He's just wait, waiting to bust it out. Oh, uh, what's his name from Uncle Iroh? <laughs> when he that was busts not out. where I thought you were going with that. Yeah, Iroh from Avatar. He's just gonna like train in his cell and then bust out. Oh my god, what a good parallel! You know that that would be sick. That's now uh, ideal and headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best way to do that. I also like how. Um, so I think it's gonna be a little bit before we get Logan back into the actual story because they did say you know you're gonna be punished to just. I think he's gonna go and he's gonna rot away in jail basically and just live with the madness forever. Is that? what it was or they're no. they just going to send him back in the world he's not in a cell but the white tower is essentially his prison from now on he is pretty much being forced to stay alive and right use as, as an example so he's mm-hmm. just monitored he's allowed to like walk around but he okay so he's not like actually in a cell like he's no. just limited to the okay gotcha and also okay. you mentioned the madness thing but the madness is connected to the power it's what t- it's like the tainted power that is making male users of the power crazy so like once yeah. you're cut off and gentled i think you're i think that's gone i think you're just a normal dude huh that's what i was going to ask too because then how does that become a punishment he's trading essentially the madness of being able to touch the one power with the oh, okay the, the actual madness the eventual is insanity of not mm-hmm. being able to touch it now got that it. is now what's going to be whittling away at him mm-hmm. that is his punishment okay got it and i was holding my breath that entire Loghain trial, I guess you can call that scene, because we'll dissect this a lot more in the deep dive, but the implications of him, like how he was treating Swan, but then it all being for the reason that he just wanted to die and stuff. Mm. I was freaking out that the show, that the book readers and the show were going to fucking riot off of this conversation until the last like 20 seconds of it when he's getting pulled away. Then I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that that was a great scene now because it even highlights more of what I was hoping from the beginning of that conversation, you know, because like he's he just wants to die. He's done. And Dave, that's what you got to understand is I think it was I think, Kyle, you described it to me one time before I even got into the books like you're when you when you're touching the power, you're just you can you have your senses are turned up to 10. You're just you're feeling the world. It's like you're tripping kind of. And then when that gets pulled away from you, it would be the worst withdrawal of your life, except it's permanent and you don't recover from that kind of withdrawal. So it is total torture of just being alive. And that's exactly why I think he's still potentially a DR just because, you know, that's his low point. He's reached the his his rock bottom and he's just now is only to go up from here for him, at least. So we'll see. We're riding with Loghain. I respect yeah. it. I respect it. Nah, he's cool. like General uh, Ozai from Avatar. <laughs> Avatar theme. Now you're the forcing end. it. Now you're forcing <laughs> it. Completely stripped of his powers. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, okay. That's his punishment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not a bad what? connection. The nail on the head, actually. I'm <laughs> upset. But, I'm upset that that's correct. But <laughs> the only reason, the only difference is Ozai's story ended with his powers getting taken away. Loghain's is about to start with his powers getting taken away. In your opinion. In my opinion, yeah, okay. just to clear, it's that. confirmed. confirmed. So we we've danced around it a little bit and kind of mentioned it. Dave made a comment about the twist that it was, but Moraine and Swan are a thing, like a thing thing. That was like so cool. We get answers to the the portrait thing we were talking about at the end of episode five. 
So we understand now that that's more of a, I guess to me, it was like a portal. Like it's not just magical I, I item. Still, I said, yeah, it. that's yeah, like it's, so unfair. That's like the most <laughs> general thing you could have said. And it counted. Like, yeah. But yeah, so she got portaled <laughs> and she got sent to Swan. And wow, I just, I really did not see that coming. Just because, like I said earlier, it's like everyone has been talking so much shit on the Amarillo seat, but you don't notice that Moraine doesn't really say much in response to that until you see that they're in love. And it's like, okay, now that makes sense that. Moraine has never talked shit on the Amarillo seat like everyone else. I loved it because not only was I just completely thrown off guard and didn't see it coming, it was Rosamund Pike's acting in the opening scene of Swan Sanchez coming into you know the hall and looking terrified. Like she legitimately looked terrified, like she was like a child about to be scolded. And then to realize that she's actually in a relationship, they love each other, but they can't show it to everybody. It's like, oh man, that was perfect. And the way they interacted, just walking through the door and Swan just looks at her and just yells at her. It's like, what were you thinking? And then they get to smooching and... On the deep dive, you might get a little PSF <laughs> going on. So. For those, yeah, for those new listeners, that's Paul's sexiest scene. I just like the general structure of it, of being kind of like a, I guess, like an Oreo cookie, where it's we have the first trial and they have to be hard and whatever to each other, but we don't know anything yet. And then we have a little bit of sexy time, and you can tell that they're really intimate. And then the sentencing is they still had to be hard, but now they're crying and we know why that they're crying. I just think that it was structured really well that way. Mm -hmm. Oh, that whole final scene with Moraine walking out was awesome. Even the Karene stuff was just, mm. or Alana, sorry, Alana. Alana. Well, that was amazing. Yeah. They all have to the, turn uh, their backs on her. Yeah. That, that was nuts. That's just like a, one last slap on the ass as you're leaving out the door. <laughs> but yeah, her like swearing on the spirit stick. That was pretty cool. It has a name. That I know. Awesome. <laughs> that was super cool. It's called the Oath Rod. It was badass. Yeah. And it's been mentioned, right? Already? So we've got introduced to the Oaths in episode two. I don't know if she mentions that they swear on the Oath Rod, but that's like the thing that they hold when they swear the oaths. So since we have know about the oaths, they can't break them. Now we know that she has sworn this Oath of Exile. Basically, she physically can't break it. I wonder mm -hmm. if that's like a like a saying. Like, oh, like, do you swear on the Oath Rod? Like, Probably. Man. Well, now it is our friend group. People say, yeah. It's better than picky swearing. So to kind of roll us a little bit back to the, the steamy scene in the fish hut, just we get a lot of dragon talk and dark one talk in this conversation. I'm just curious what, like my ears obviously perked up when they started talking about some high level shit that they've been basically scheming for 20 years. Swan even says like the dragon will either defeat the dark one or join him. And Moraine snaps, like I'll kill them myself. And I just, just like, all right, let's get it girl. <laughs> that was awesome. Just to confirm what she was being asked in the, the throne room in front of the entire court when she couldn't say what she was actually doing was looking for the dragon born is that what we're to assume yeah so. she just couldn't tell anybody because she said oh there's enemies everywhere gotcha yeah. plus the uh, reds Swan the knows. reds don't care like if they if they think that you think you have the dragon reborn they're probably still going to be like well fuck you you're a male you're touching the power dead the one thing that i picked up definitely from here is swan saying that it was either her or moraine but they both said or one of them said uh the dragon reborn is potentially split into all five of them. So that was just one thing that I'm still going to stick with my naive path of her being the DR, but that definitely throws me off for a loop a little bit on like who I think it still could be. 
and I'm fine with it being one of the five of them or all of them. I don't have a preference, let's say, but it was just something that definitely caught my attention is that it might just be all of them at this point in time. Yeah. You mean episode four deep dive is when I caught your attention because that's when I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, I right. was I was hyped when they said that because I was like, I literally just said, you know, they don't know anything or the chances that it could be more than one person. And the fact that mm-hmm. they said multi-headed dragon, I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see it just being one or two, like you were saying, or all of them. That's the, I, uh, the Power Rangers theory as it's come to be called. Mighty wow. Morphin. That's awesome. Well, Nynaeve's actress was a Power Ranger. I believe she was the White Ranger in something. Wow, I did not know that. That's actually really yeah. dope. So that's kind of taken on a life of its own there. And then the other uh, the other comment that I had for this scene was Swan is having or was hiding the fact that she was having dreams about the Dark One and what else and the Eye of the World. That was something I, I don't know what that is yet, but those were two things. And that the Dark One's really weak right now, so I'm guessing he's kind of in this regeneration phase like he's building his power so he's not totally strong yet he's still able to be taken down pretty Mm -hmm. easily i would say i guess but i think that's i think that's awesome i'm interested to see what the eye of the world is where it is and i like the idea that that moraine is actually going to act on the fact that the dark one is weak Mm -hmm. right now I don't think it's going to work out, obviously, because there's going to be so much of this book that this story that we have left that it's definitely not going to work out. But I thought that was a really cool nugget. That is the name of the first book, too. What is uh, it? Eye of the, the World? Eye of the World, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're probably going to get there soon, then. It's the name of the last episode. True. Oh, okay. Well, then. Hell yeah. That's cool. So we, might, we might get to the Eye of the World <laughs> by the end of the season. There's obviously so much that happens in all of these Moraine scenes, talking with all the Aes Sedai that we'll get into on the deep dive. Mm-hmm. So to keep it a little bit more instant reaction-y, we can move on to talking about the Emmonsfield 5. Amerlin 5? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Amarlin didn't say Amerlin. I was like, yeah, I, don't I, just, I just mumbled a lot. <laughs> so first big thing, obviously, Matt's healed. Healed. Mm-hmm. Nuts. That was... Loved that scene so much. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure if they were going to tackle that, you know, in this season, next season, whatever. But it felt really natural the way they did it. You know that once they got to White Tower, of course, that, that whatever was possessing him, this curse, of course, that once they get to the White Tower, you know, having all these eyes to die there, of course, they're going to be able to do something about it. So I'm glad that they worked it out, and I'm glad to see that Matt's uh, back to being his normal self for the most part. I was so with. Moraine when she was yelling at Nynaeve like dude why would you hide this from me mm-hmm. why would you just not come and get help like obviously I'm gonna help you yeah. I was like yeah like why just, you guys are stupid your wisdom act like it that was a badass line as well but it, I also thought it was really cool just the whole visuals of them literally pulling of Moraine that is pulling the darkness or this the virus corruption. Or yeah the corruption out of him mm-hmm. literally onto herself and then back into the knife and even Rand went on to say, like, you know, I could see you take on the darkness for a second before you put it back into the knife. So even though he doesn't see, like, the weaves, he could still see, like, the corruption come out, which I thought was cool. So even normies could see that. Is the corruption the same as, like, Loghain's, uh weave? Am no. I missing something? No. Okay. Those, that's like a... They're separate. So what I, was in Matt was called the corruption. No. So no. I, think, I think corruption... <laughs> I'm honest, I just think corruption is the word wrong word to call that only because, oh, because they're going to call the ch- right. male channeling the corruption. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like darkness. Okay. Or even just like black goo. If we want to go. Right <laughs> yeah. with it. So I'm in with some black goo. Yeah, just a different curse altogether. 
Yeah, honestly, she sucks the goo out of them. The show is doing a lot of its own things, obviously, because it's visual and stuff. So not even book readers really know, and we probably won't get definitive answers and specific definitions for certain magical things until like you know it could be season two season three so take it with a grain of salt like because obviously Mirakawa wouldn't have a hundred percent answer for anything you're saying there it's just our idea like based on what we kind of are putting together so there's not a real like definitive answer the visual looks sick though i knew obviously yeah. that moraine was going to heal him in a way and kind of sever that connection had no idea what it was going to look like and it looked like that and i was like holy fuck mm-hmm. and at first i was like why they got to do that shit where it's in her mouth but i was thinking oh it was trying to get inside of her obviously mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah it i just, loved like, it looked weird at first to me i was like i don't like that she's kissing the curse in you go. I was like, what? Into the knife you go. Which Small also part of this scene too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just like Rand's initial reaction is like, oh shit, they're here to kill him or gentle him. So he pulls yeah. the sword out and lands like, yo, chill out, bro. You don't know what you're doing with that. Yes. So naive. So naive, little Rand. <laughs> to go off of Nynaeve getting yelled at by, at, in that scene to Nynaeve and Egwene, like going into see the ambulance seat and Nynaeve just has a fucking horrible attitude right now like I said earlier like she best check herself like why <laughs> why are you so aggressive these people are obviously here Bro. like they need the- your help and like I know that they did pull you out of like the, your life that you had and like you can't go back to it but like you saw what was there with the trial it's like what what do you want to do like Paul I- I understand your frustration. Really grinding my gears. Here. If you ever read the books, bro, that is my whole mindset through season or through book one of just every time Nynaeve talks, I'm like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like, I, under- I understand that she's been wronged by the Aes Sedai in the past, but can't you see it in this moment right now that Moraine mm-hmm. is like the only thing keeping you, well, that the only thing that kept everybody alive and is continuing to keep them alive. Like, so I understand, but I'll defend Nynaeve a little bit in that she has been wronged in the past. So we'll see. I guess we might get a little bit more backstory on that. Well, I'm guessing we will. So it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah. Nynaeve's character was slightly tweaked from the books, just personality wise. Of course, like all of the characters are like that. But if I'm being honest, I like her show. I've said it before, probably in the first two episodes of the deep dives. I like her character in the show more than her book counterpart part up to this point. And then to this episode, she felt the most like her book counterpart. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, "Fuck, we bet." I hope that I hope they don't lean into this like frustration from the audience watching Nynaeve react this way, you know, path because I'm not. As you are reacting, that's how I felt the whole first yeah. book. I yeah. thought Swan Sanjay was gonna just fucking backhand. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Back. She should have showed a. She should have flexed a little bit right there. Yeah, I guess Swan was kind of flexing in this episode of just how much power she has over other people without using the power. Mm-hmm. So I honestly thought that they got that idea crossed well. And while we're on the topic of Swan again, I missed this on my comment of the pillow talking slash sex with Moraine scene. When Moraine <laughs> says on your knees to Swan, that just shows that yes, that Swan has the power in real world, I guess. But, you know, once they get to the bedroom, it's a little Moraine Dom time. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I she's got it. her power. Yeah. So I just wanted to make that comment too that I love that 
reverse switch in, in the she, pillow talking versus in the throne. Reemphasize that when she's talking to, I think it was Nynaeve, right? When she's when Nynaeve, oh yeah, she's bringing Nynaeve to the Omerlin seat, and Nynaeve's like, something, something, like she can wait. I don't even remember who, who, yeah, that was who it. it was. Yeah, because it was then, a Gwen's reunion. And then Moraine walks away. She's like, the Omerlin seat waits for one one person or girl whatever and it's not you <laughs> oh so marine Mar- just had like seven different mic drop moments this yeah. Episode. yeah it was yeah. such a good marine episode when i was writing up all of the bullet points to kind of hit as we have this discussion everything was marine yeah. it's like marine and swan yeah. marine's trial marine sentencing marine and migan marine feels yeah. mad marine finds a way to parent i was like christ i yeah. felt it was necessary though because it does feel like a lot of the characters are getting their episodes right like last episode was it was heavy into i guess that it was split between it was mostly lan and then it was also a lot of Egwene and and parents episode like there was the mad episode earlier on and i just feel like that this fucking episode was 1000 percent marines i mean yeah i mean check how many check her phone for how many steps she had that day yeah like she right. was literally <laughs> over here and then she saw you know, going and parent over here and then she was met over- up with loyal <laughs> dude another really cool scene i guess we have to wait for the deep dive because yeah yeah that's kind of <laughs> Are we ready for the end? Because holy shit, man, that this is just finally right. Like, what is this episode? That was episode six. So it took us six episodes to world build, give these characters a splitting path. We have a month time skit. We're getting all the politics, the different factions, like the Tinkers, the Aes Sedai, all that stuff. And now we're finally back together in the last five minutes of this episode, minus Matt and Dude, it's just go time, baby. This is like fucking it. And the fact that we've we brought this up before, episode seven is Moraine's actor's favorite episode, and episode eight's the showrunner. So I have su- such high expectations for these two episodes. And the last thing I'll say before I pass it off is that the ways, which is this gate at the end, like the opening into the the I'm not even gonna talk about it yet because I don't know what spoiler, which not, the blackness is the single thing I anticipated the most in terms of just a fantasy concept. Like, I was so ready for this This as soon as Wheel of Time got announced. Like, I was so curious to how they were going to do it. And I'm just fucking ecstatic based on the quick glimpse into what the world's looking like as the, the light starts to close in the end. Like, whatever next episode's going to be, I think it's called Into the Ways, is going to be the best thing ever. Dude, I'm not even mentally ready for what these next two episodes are going to bring for us because I've heard such good things about both episodes going forward and I'm just sitting here. Squad pulls up and we're about to fuck. We're literally rolling up to the Dark One's prison like already. We're six episodes into the show. and We're about to roll up into the Dark One. Fuck Matt. I liked Matt. At the end of that episode, I was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. And even still with Matt staying behind, I'm just so excited to see what their journey has at the Dark One's prison. And does the Dark One live in the Eye of the World? So is this part of the Eye of the World technically I mean, that they're going to? You're asking Spoilers, bro. Yeah. Hey, okay. We're about to get all like those a, answers. Like, a, I guess, a 35,000 feet look. Just using the word live is probably not the, uh, yeah, that's, the yeah, right that's, term. I don't know right. if he lives anywhere. Wafo, dude. Watch yeah. and find out. Yeah. I thought the ending was great i mean i love how moraine's all business like hey you guys just got all together but we don't have time here's the plan here's the gate let's go well i love how she was being honest with them she's actually because i hey, said she's always honest she can't lie uh, okay that's true that's true she was more clear 
and gave away more <laughs> details um, in in the details of what her goal was and what they're doing and what their fate was. And the gate reminded me a lot of One Piece going, or not One Piece, I'm sorry, Bleach, when mm-hmm. they go into the Soul Society and they pull up mm-hmm. that gate, Orahara, Hat and Clocks, just pulls that bitch up. And then like that in between the two gates, I guess you could say, in between worlds, that space was chaos. So there's mm-hmm. ways I can only imagine what it's going to be like. Shout out to the guy that uh, appreciated my Asian reference in episode four. <laughs> so love that guy. Hopefully he appreciates that one as well from Paul. Um, and really quickly, while we're on the topic of Moraine being clear and whatnot, she did earlier this episode do that like border between lying and truth thing when I think it's Egwene and parents show up and she's like, you know, she doesn't say like random matter here. She's just like, I'll let you know when I get more information. Something like I have, that. I have eyes looking for him, but I have is that just authority that they're alive. Yeah. Is that <laughs> so is she just worried about dark friends being around and listening to the fact that like okay, all four of them are here now? Is she just she wasn't lying to them. It was more so to the people around listening maybe. Yeah, she's just so cautious about mm-hmm. doing everything. Leandrin even finds out everything because she is essentially, it seems like, watching Moraine go from place to place. True. But that is her goal, is just to be as secretive as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. But to go, I mean, just to take it on like a little emotional friendship level, it was just nice to see Matt and Perrin hug each other, like yes. Rand and Egwene have a nice embrace. It was that's, just, just that's what a two smile dudes- on my face. It's definitely what two dudes would say who haven't seen each other in a month, dude. I look like shit. That's the first thing. <laughs> and you just like bring it in and hug real quick. And I love how Perrin hits him back with the at least I didn't steal an enchanted or cursed dagger. At least at least I'm not that stupid. They're boys. Speaking love of it. fucking Matt, I forgot to mention that he's a little bitch because he didn't go in the ways. I am so curious what the hell they're gonna do with that. Mm-hmm. Is that like I want to ask if that's source material or not, but I'm sure it might be different paths leading to the same thing. Yeah, it's more that it's it's definitely a creative decision to get to the end goal, and I'm just very curious. I'm yeah. not even in a bad. I'm not like upset about it. Really, it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens in seven and eight. Kind of talking to myself here. It's like my question is: Does he stay back because he's now like more now that he's more exposed to what the world is actually? capable of like with curses magic is he just kind of fearful and he doesn't feel like he's ready to do become the dragon reborn or is it more just so like he's just a pussy i don't know like (laughs) i think intent intent is going to be a good discussion for the deep dive but that is pretty much what you just laid out there think about it and we'll come back to it after yeah that's just stuff i I just wanted to talk that out and just put it on the board just because that is something of for me it's like when he did stay back i was a little curious as to why because he's now cured and he's like 100% ready to go. It's not like this, this the curse was holding him back from doing this, but mm-hmm. it's just a question to put on the table for the deep dive. We did find out, Marine says, like he is stronger than he has any right to be. I mean, yeah. That, anybody that normally would have died like weeks ago, which yeah. or been consumed. Okay. That so, was actually a really cool line, too. I like that. I like I that. love I really like Matt. I'm really curious about what his like you like Luke just said, his intention is what his goal is, what he wants to do. Like what he wants to go back and save his sisters, or he just wants to hide and live and run away from destiny because he's the dragon reborn. I don't two know. more two more episodes of this actor. So enjoy while we get him. That's nuts. I'm already over him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know how much more you have left, Kyle, but I did want to say one more thing. I was just going to say literally that if there's anything people wanted to bring up and talk about before we dive into kind of episode ratings, then the floor is yours. 
Yeah. So for those keeping track at home, your boy Luke just finished book three of the series for the first time. I'm reading through for the first time as I'm watching the show and stuff. And holy fucking shit, man. (laughs) What a goddamn twist. If you're a book reader, you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Because damn, that's all I got to say is that (laughs) it's going to be whenever that stuff gets put on the screen, it's going to be fun to come back and watch like season one, season two and see, dude, it's just such a good fucking book. On to book four. Oh, that's the doozy. Yeah. Episode ratings now. Yes. Um, I could start off, I guess, just to get mine out of the way. I feel like people care about my opinion the least. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think this is a, a nine flirting with a nine and a half, but I do have some kind of logistical issues that I don't love. That kind of takes it down to a nine. Something a little bit with how Moraine and Swan meet is kind of rubs me the wrong way. Something else with the way there's just like little things, obviously that add up just from a book reader's perspective that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I mean, a nine out of 10, this episode is amazing. I remember like, so this was the second time I watched it before the instant reaction, which is kind of cheating. But the first time I watched it was just blown away. You also said wheel of time titties. We did see titties this episode. Mm. Oh, Oh, we saw them. Wasn't <laughs> wasn't even my sexiest scene though, because I don't see it was way hotter. Yeah, they weren't but, the sexiest titties, but titties nonetheless. This is also the last episode that Kyle has seen. So obviously, as you guys know, we had all the screeners. Me and Dave are watching it kind of weekly with you guys. But these two No, I I'm No, I'm sorry. So I haven't watched it, ahead. Yeah, uh, only Kyle uh, has watched ahead, so he might be way more animated and emotional come episode seven instant reaction because mm-hmm. he's been waiting weeks for some new content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I, w- I watched episode six before episode one premiered on Amazon Prime. So I'll jump in for my rating too, because again, and strong with the newbies here. This is going to get way better on a rewatch, especially once the season's over too. But still in my gut, want to keep episode four as of right now ahead, which I think I said a nine and a half out of 10. So I'm comfortable giving this one like an eight and a half to a nine. I'm like right around there. I'm sure it'll inch up closer to nine once I rewatch, get some details in. But yeah, like I loved it. We're moving the tower politics. We're, we're good again for me. And then the ways, like I said, it was just visually amazing. And what I'm guessing based on that quick glimpse at the end of what next episode is going to look like is just already just so I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I mean, there's so many good Moraine moments. Like we said, this was a great Moraine episode. And she like is obviously one of my favorite characters and just crushed it. I mean, so many moments where either she reacted or said something or showed importance insinuating something else like parents eyes you know when Egwene brings up you know parents eyes turn gold and she like she like snaps around like what mm-hmm. like don't tell anybody like yeah. that's just like bolstering how cool the reveal is going to be in the end and she I feel like she did it for a few things I mean healing Matt that was insane I just loved it and the gang's back together come on did the you have it good. like would you put it as your favorite episode of the season so far it's hard to say because I liked it. Like, honestly, it was right there with four. Well, you I mean, were a I big even, five. I, even, I was going to say last episode, I, I really enjoyed as well. So it's just been the middle of the season. It's just been complete heat for me. Episode four is still my favorite. Uh, I believe I gave it either a nine or I think I gave it basically a 10 out of 10. I'll call it a nine and a half. This one falls into my second favorite episode so far of the season. And I'll give it an eight and a half. Where it loses its points are, I, I'm a big action guy. I love me some combat. So it loses, a, I think, a full point for not having enough action in it. And then that half point is going to be just a little fluctuation of, I really have such high hopes for episodes seven and eight that I'm like, 
I might be dishing out nines for those episodes, potentially <laughs> tens. So I'm like, if I think that I'm going to deduct a little half point just to give myself mm. some some wiggle room. So I'll give it an eight and a half out of ten, but still my second favorite episode. I like that. Some room to grow. That's pretty yeah. smart. Paul's whole One Piece chapter rating system right there. Only a few tens, man. There's like yeah. a, a thousand some chapters, but only a few t- 10 out of tens. We ran into that problem with Rick and Morty, too, I think. When we were, like, we, did. we were like nine and then the next episode was like 9.3 <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, we're learning we're learning now but yeah i'll give it an eight and a half that was a phenomenal episode mm-hmm. who gives a shit there's no exact yeah. science to it and we don't get paid to do this so <laughs> yes yeah, we'll i agree after listening to you guys go something i didn't say yeah this is definitely my favorite episode of the season and last yeah, little shout out, rosamund pike unbelievable actress Ooh. actor i guess killed this episode so good I'm the only one that married her. That might not be true. true. I think Paul. I think one other person might have, but who cares? I no, married I, her. I sliced her. I killed her. Fucking <laughs> <I'm not laughs> asshole. Sorry. Hey, so that's all she wrote. Instant reaction, episode six, The Flame of Tar Valon. <laughs> Stuttered. <laughs> I was close. We mentioned it a bunch of times during this episode, but be sure to check out our deep dive if you want to hear our thoughts about all of the little things. That happened in this episode. Tons of conversations happened that we will get to. I have so many quotes written down, which we'll get to talk about in the deep dive episode. But obviously, we are Bingetown TV. Uh, our socials, Bingetown TV, pretty much everywhere. Call it on Go your works. knees. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.